Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Cats and dogs seem perfectly happy to be fed, watered, cuddled uh, by doting owners. But whatever you do, don't call them a pet says the head of the animal rights organisation, Ingrid Newkirk, who we interviewed in the show going back about two years ago, the president of PETA, uh, has said that it's a derogatory term and suggests that we are merely uh, using animals, or should I say pets in particular, dogs, I suppose, and cats, as a commodity or decoration. And the group for the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals has long called for owners to be renamed human carers or guardians. Now, yesterday, the animal rights activist, 70 from Surrey, compared calling animals pets uh, to the treatment of women before feminism when they were not allowed to own property or were patronisingly called sweetie or honey to make them seem less of a person. I don't even think that's a thing in the past, by the way. I think people still do that, depending on culturally what part of the country you happen to be from. Yeah, some people say, all right, honey, all right, sweetie, all right, love. Anyway. Uh, Miss Newkirk said, animals are not pets. They are not your cheap burglar alarms or something which allows you to go to go for a walk. They are not ours as a decoration or toys. They are living beings. A dog is a feeling, whole individual with emotions and interests, not something that you have. And she wants people to describe the animals they look after as companions. Adding, she also says, how we say things governs how we think about them. So a tweak in our language when we talk about the animals in our house is needed. A pet is a commodity, but animals should not be things on shelves or in boxes where, we, where people say, I like the look of that one. It matches me curtains. I've never heard anybody say that, mind you. But, but yes, people do pick dogs, don't they? And cats, because that's an attractive one. Look at the little furry white one. Isn't it attractive? That would look well beside me handbag. Anyway, hopefully, she said, this time is passing for this kind of attitude. Now, I'm going to speak to a spokesperson for Peter UK in the moment, but I do want to know what you think of this. Do you think it's a little bit over the top? Do you think there's anything wrong with calling your pet a pet? Some people call their wives their pets or their husbands their pets. But anyway, there is an argument against owning a pet in the first place and some animal rights organisations don't agree with it and believe that all animals should be liberated and allowed to live freely. Now, last year, Dr. Corey Wren from the University of Kent said that through this forced dependency and domestication, the lives of companion animals are almost completely controlled by humans. They can be terminated at any time for the most trivial of reasons, including bad behaviour. So getting away from that and getting back to the idea of calling an animal or a pet your dog... Your pet. I think we're focusing very much on dogs here, by the way. A lot of people have cats, too. Uh, I think 30% of people have cats rather than dogs. But anyway, calling them a pet is just wrong, and they should be called your companion. So do you think there's anything wrong with it? Now, on the line to speak to me, and before we do that, by the way, I want to get your reaction at 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Text or WhatsApp. Do you see anything wrong with this? Calling an animal a pet, or your dog your pet. But on the line is, um, to talk to me about this, is Peter's UK Senior Media Officer, and it's Jennifer White. Uh, good afternoon to you, Jennifer. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Now, Jennifer, I'm I'm just a little bit lost because I think when I look back over the last, say, 30 or 40 years compared to when I was a kid and we had a dog, Terry was his name, he was chucked out on the street, he lived on bones, um, you know, there was no such thing as buying dog food, we didn't have the money, so we just got scraps off the table and he was treated pretty badly, I'll be honest with you, when I look back in hindsight, compared to how we treat our pets now, or animals, or our companions, as you call them, how we treat them now. Are we not, is this not a little bit OTT? We treat them very well. 
Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, it's not about being offended by these words. And we're certainly not saying the animals are offended by these words. Um, but it's all about using language which better reflects how we want animals to be treated today. Um, and I think most people who have a beloved dog or cat at home, they would refer to these animals as a pet and to themselves as the owners. But this does imply that they're a possession, like a car, for example. And referring to animals and thinking of animals not as living beings who have personalities and emotions, but as an animate object objects, it can affect our treatment of them. And it's part of the reason why we see some people going out and getting a dog and then discarding them a couple of months later once the novelty wears off. Well, unfortunately, well, yeah, but you're always going to have those people, the January people in society. Uh, And that's why all the the centres are always packed with unwanted animals, sadly, or abandoned animals in January, because people get this notion for Christmas to buy a dog for that. And look, we've great campaigns and advertising and I know that uh, yourselves and a lot of other organisations are out there to, you know, tell people, you know, a dog is for life and not for Christmas. But in saying that, you know, I'm looking here, say, for example, the press release, and they describe, they they compare this to the use, uh, the treatment of women before feminism. I think that's rather insulting to women. You know that we're comparing well, women to dogs now. So I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't a comparison of the, the the struggle that women went through versus the struggle that animals go through. But what it was, it was just highlighting the similarities and how the words that we use can affect how. We but there's no similarities. Women are human beings. Dogs are animals. So there is yeah, no so similarity. We're not, we're not saying the similarity is between the women and the animals. The similarities are between how language is used. And if you choose to call an animal a companion, um, you know, that's a, a much kinder, uh, better word to describe these animals who most people, they keep in their homes. They, you know, they become a real part yeah, of the family. I, I, yeah, but I don't so, call my dog. My, Millie is my little dog, right? And she's a lovely mm-hmm. little dog, a little Maltese, right? I don't call her a pet. I, I don't call her anything, actually, apart from Millie, right? Unless somebody yeah. else says to me, have you got a pet? So it's used as a noun more so than anything else. I don't go around the, the house going, where's my pet? Or, you know, or, or I own you. And this idea that, you know, that we, I mean, I'm just looking at this uh, quote by Dr. Corey Wren from the University of Kent. And she said, they're complete animals are, are these dogs and cats are completely controlled by human beings. If I didn't, when I say control, if I didn't own or look after Millie, she would die. Oh, of course. And we're not in any way against people having companion animals. But what we do encourage people is to go out and adopt animals rather than buying them from... Well, I would agree. Uh, yes, I'd agree with that. Rather than... Yeah, rather than going to the puppy mills where, you know, these animals are churned out in the thousands, they're often born with horrible health conditions, and they're sold. And I think when animals are sold to humans, it very much is this transaction. And people do think that then they are theirs to own. Well, then campaign for that, Jennifer, the media that you get, campaign for that. I know know you do, by the way, but I know you do. But campaign for that. But when you start saying things like, oh, you know, don't use the word pet anymore because, you know, this kind of word Mm. is patronising or whatever it happens to be. I think what happens is then people start thinking less of organisations like Peter and saying, oh, will you shut up for God's sake? This is too much. Do you understand what I'm saying? So instead of focusing on what you're really good at, and I'm I'm not having a pop, but you're really good at certain things and getting things into the mindset of people of how we should treat our animals, focus on that and not the silliness of political correctness. Of course. I mean, this was, these quotes from Ingrid were taken from an interview that she did and the interview discussed countless aspects of animal rights and you know this was the part that the interviewer thought needed to be shared Um, and we do understand that this is a new concept we're certainly not saying that this is the worst thing that's happening to animals or the largest campaign that Peter is working on by any means Um, but it is interesting to note that our language is always evolving um, and this is a natural step that the way we talk about animals would also evolve and there's so many words 
words or phrases that we maybe would have used 50 years ago that we wouldn't dream of using today because we understand how hurtful and harmful they are. Yeah, but, and, but and a, lot of the, a lot of the time people see that as OTT, you know what I mean? That some of the language or the words that we use are people being pulled up. For example, we had a, a sports commentator here yesterday in Ireland was pulled up over using the word pansy. Alistair Stewart, of course, lost his job in the ITV last week because of a tweet he put out referring to um, angry as an ape, which was a Shakespearean uh, quotation. So people are getting a little bit tired of being told what they can say and when they can say it and, you know, being tender around language. And I think what this does is, for a very good cause, and I I know your heart is in the right place, what I think this is doing is just annoying people and saying, ah, will you stop, for God's sake? Well, of course, we're not calling for a ban on these words and we're not saying to people that you absolutely cannot use them. What we are simply doing is offering a kinder better word for people to use if you know if they see fit if they would like to say to their children you know there's so many horrible phrases like there's more than one way to skin a cat you know why would you why would you say that you know it's a vile expression it's so outdated and you know if you were talking to a child for example you could say there's more than one way to stroke a cat no but see now but now now again jennifer now those they're cliches and sayings from years ago just like god for god's sake i'd murder him i'm not really going to murder somebody it's a cliche it's a saying people don't take them seriously nobody's to go out and skin a cat. If somebody skins a cat, they should go to jail. So everybody well, knows that. I mean, those, I, I remember last year Peter did a whole campaign around all those sayings and I thought that was trivial as well because it's not dealing with the actual problems that we have in society about the way we treat animals. Well, again, it, it wasn't a huge campaign. We had a cute little blog on the PETA website which had some options that you could use because obviously language, um, you know, language is powerful and so many people are turning vegan so many people care more about all the different issues that affect animals nowadays but it's nice to use language which is inclusive for everyone um, and I think that's why bringing home the bagels instead of bringing home the bacon you know th- these are playful fun ways that you can change how um, you use the language and you know I for one certainly if I felt making one small change could respect someone else's values or would be less likely of causing offence like I would be more than happy to do that I've no who are you offending? Who are you, when you say skin a cat or whatever it is that you happen to say, I mean, who are you actually offending? You're offending nobody. The only people we're offending are the people who want to change and want to change well, by, that. By, by casually sort of throwing around um, these things, we subconsciously trivialise animal cruelty. Um, and that's we why don't. No, we don't, Jennifer. Just like I just gave you the example a minute ago, you know, if somebody did something wrong, I'd say, oh God, I could murder him. That doesn't that doesn't casually throw around murder. It's just a cliche. It's just a thing we say as human beings. You know what I mean? If what we're if what we're suggesting though is that you could make some small tweaks just to make your language more kind, because language is always evolving, and the way we talk about humans is changing, and the way that we talk about animals is changing. I just don't know why, if you had the the choice to say something a little kinder. Like, what? what's so wrong with giving people this option to make kinder choices? Okay, getting back to Ingrid herself, Ingrid Newkirk, who's the president of PETA. I interviewed Ingrid about two years ago. And a nice lady, but in saying that, some very, very strange views on life when it comes to animals. As much as I'm, a, I'm definitely a fan of animals and I would be appalled by any types of cruelty to animals. The suggestion, for example, when she dies, she wants to be... Um, she wants her body cut up and fed to people and she wants to um, have her skin used to make clothes and all sorts of carry on. I mean, that does kind of demean the whole principle, doesn't it, of animal care and animal welfare and PETA itself. Do you not think so? Oh, I certainly wouldn't say so. Um, you know, Ingrid has, um, you know, that, that's her, 
encourage all of you know that. I mean, you don't want to be chopped up, do you? I'm fed up, to, fed to people, even though I'm, uh, you know what I mean. I mean, it's, it's certainly not in our job contract. No, so, uh, no. So no, I mean, and I also about this, we're controlling it. animals. There was a suggestion too. I remember listening to another interview. I, I don't think it was yourself, but it was somebody else and Peter saying that you know animals should be liberated and by keeping pets or keeping dogs or cats, we're essentially kidnapping them. And I thought, now hold on, I don't go too far here, lads. You know what I mean? You're just pushing. No, it. You I know mean, what I mean? That, that's certainly nothing. Like that's not a stance Peter has. Like we are very much pro um, pro adoption. We encourage people when they can to adopt from local sh- shelters because, as you said, you know, in January alone, these shelters are inundated with animals that people got given as Christmas gifts or that people bought, not realizing the responsibility that it is to bring these animals into our lives. And I think that goes back to the use of language. If If the people who treat animals well use kinder language to reflect that these are individuals, they have personalities and, you know, they become a part of the family, then perhaps the people who recognize that objects. I think you're missing the point that we actually do recognize that they are part. I think that most people who actually love their animals and most, in fairness, most people do love their animals. They do love their dogs and their cats, right? Um, Depending on if you're a cat or dog person, right? They do treat them as part of their family. Now, obviously not as important as their children, but they do treat them as part of their family and they care about them. They bring them to the vet. And I'm looking at some of the texts coming in here. Uh, somebody says, no, I'm heading off now to the companion shop to get my bird seed. So in other words, she's suggesting, should we change the name from pet shop to companion shop? And a person said, the dog uh, cat doesn't know it's being called a pet. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, some... and we're, we're not saying that the animal is offended. Like, just so I can make that clear, we are not saying in any way that the animal is offended. But, but, but I'm, but I'm as... quoting Newcook herself, and she said it was derogatory language. Derogatory to who? Well, when you call an animal a pet and yourself the owner, this apply, like, implies that they are your possession. But they are. You own them. But you do own but them. Only, but, it, but that's... Like, that's a harmful way to view... No, it's not. I, I mean, I, well, I don't own... You don't people. own your wife, for example, or you don't own your husband because they're quite capable of living independently. But the majority of cats and dogs, because they've been domesticated, are they're completely incapable of living domestic or independently. So we do own them. It's not, it's not, not, they're not are, slaves, are we not really. Guardians? Do, we, do we not protect them? We feed them? We look after We're them? We're our children's you know, guardians. We give them love. Um, you know, and it's the same for them. Like they're more than a pet. Like they are. They're they're not it. They're not um, belongings. You know, they are an individual. Um, and that's why calling them a companion. Like I know. Like I have a cat at home who um, he lives with my parents, and he, you know, he brings me so much joy when I see him. He can totally tell when I'm upset. Well, cats are more independent. There's no doubt about that. Well, I think a companion is a much kinder way to describe the role that he is in my life rather than calling him a pet. Mm. Um, and it's just, if we have the opportunity to use kinder language, why would we not choose that, especially when it comes to teaching children about animals? Um, you know, it, it's uh, but not... What, well, what's the reaction you've banned. got? What, I mean, the reaction you've got to this press release today or to this the press around this today, and it's been all over the papers. I know it was on Good Morning Britain and everything this morning. I'm sure Pierce had a ball with it. But I mean... What, what, yes, he did. <laughs> I was the one who hit a ball at uh, Yeah, well, absolutely. And I can understand absolutely why. But I mean, the reaction, I imagine, is one of... My Mockery in somewhat. No, but, it's not at all. It I mean, to people like you, it's not. Well, no, but I've had an overwhelming amount of support, and so has uh, Peter UK, because people understand uh, that the, the word pet is derogatory, and it's not just Peter. Who but is, is it not undermining all the good work change. that you? Do? Is it not undermining all the good work that you do, and the good but work that many animal have... organisations do? 
No, we have the capacity to do all of it. We we are tirelessly trying to get animals out of fur farms, out of circuses, out of sea world. Um, you know, and that is something that we spend you know countless hours doing. You know, we want to get um, animals out of slaughterhouses. Well, we're but doing, we're doing, yeah, but we're doing, but all, we're doing all that. I mean, we've already brought in legislation. Mean, that doesn't mean that we then can't make these tiny tweaks to our language. You know, it doesn't have to be Absolutely, all Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm, what I'm saying to you is baby steps, right? We're do, over the last 20, 30 years, look at the changes. Now, I don't know about the UK. But exactly. Here, okay, Ireland, exactly. we don't use animals in circuses in Ireland. It's now illegal. I don't know about the UK whether that's the case or not, but in Ireland it's illegal to use an animal in a circus, okay? Uh, there's been big discussions over the last four or five days in relation to zoos because Belfast Zoo, there's a suggestion yeah, by Sinn Féin to close it down, okay? And Labour in England actually suggested it going back about seven or eight years ago as well to phase out zoos. So there's a big conversation about that and, mm-hmm. and the value that zoos have in society. It's probably a very Victorian idea and pointless to be honest with you, but however, there's a big idea about that. Okay, and then of course veganism has become popular. I personally don't agree with it. I love my good burger. But in saying that, you know, there is a rise in the amount of people that become vegans. Sadly, but by the way, they don't stay vegans. A lot of people become vegans and then stop being vegans again. I think there's a bit of a fad around it too, but there are some genuine people who do it for ethical reasons. So we are getting there. We treat our animals better when it comes to regulations around beef and cattle and pork and everything else. We are, we're getting better. What I'm saying to you Mm -hmm. is, but I think what this does and what Peter put out sometimes, not all the time, undermines the actual real purpose behind animal cruelty and the way we should treat animals. Because realistically, Jennifer, animals are not equal to human beings. That's the, that's a fact what of life. I think a lot of a lot of people's reaction is that they find it easier to laugh and to mock Peter because it's easier than actually sort of confronting how we use our language and the actions that we take. Um, and I think that you know it's it's hard for people to to sit and a, a address these things. And as you say, you know people get defensive. People don't want to change the way that they talk, and that's why they they mock and laugh at Peter. And you know we know that the the alternative phrases that we're trying to encourage people to use, we know that they are quite playful. Um, you know, and they're they're friendly. They're they're kid friendly, and they're but they're, they're annoying phrases. But they're annoying but, I mean, to people who, because you're telling people to do something rather than suggest. You're telling people this is what they should do, that this is offensive or derogatory, and it's not. We're not calling for a ban. All you're saying is that we we have the opportunity to use language which is kinder, which is more respectful towards other living beings. Okay. Then why wouldn't we do that? As you said, our treatment of animals has come a long way, so why would we not want our language to reflect that too? All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed for taking the call today. Jennifer White is the Senior Thanks Media so Officer with PTUK. UK. Thank you. All right, I'm sure that poor girl has put up with an awful lot today to defend this whole conversation. But let me go to Peter. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Peter? Why didn't you let me talk for an oil? <laughs> Peter, because I want, she sounded like a nice lady and I didn't want yeah. anybody insulting her. Now she's gone, so please don't oh, say anything boy, abusive boy. or horrible, all right? Let's stick to the right. topic, all right? You have six dogs. All right, so am I cheating on my companion because yeah. I have another companion? <laughs> You're cheating on the other five companions. And then, what's next? Birth certs, communions, confirmations, and, and dog weddings? Like, you know what I'm saying? Where does it end with them? Like, Peter, Peter like, if you, if you look into Peter and their finances, and... What well, I've done it, I've done it. I've discussed it before with the, with the head of Peter, Ingrid New, Newkirk, and the scandals surrounding Peter, particularly in the United States, and the dogs that were put down unnecessarily, and the money that they make. Absolutely, yes. 
and the percentage that actually goes to helping animals. Yeah, like, well, that, but, but let, look, park, park that for a moment. That's a whole other right. argument, right? Let's stick to what we're talking yeah. about. All yeah. right. I don't want to get into the, the finances of the whole thing because let's be clear about it. Dog and animal welfare is big industry and it's big money. Big tongue, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some, you know, animal uh, sanctuaries around. Please don't mention any names, right? But there's one or yeah. two of them around that are making substantial amounts of money. Now, yeah. there, are, there are a lot of them, by the way, who do it for passionate reasons and make no money. Yeah. Yeah. But where are they now when all this... Uh coronavirus came from America where you can buy dogs, snakes and people's pets. Like, where are they? Were they, were they ever over there at that, that place where that market is? I don't know. If they're so concerned about animals and stuff. I know it's getting off the point, but it's something that bugs me that there's a, a markets over in China that are selling, like, snakes, dogs, like, people's pets. I know. And yet they're, not, they're more worried about here in our society, calling a dog or a cat or your hamster or whatever it is you have as a pet, let's start calling them companions. Yeah. It's absolutely rubbish. Because it's, 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 yeah, with pet is a derogatory term. And so I can't call my dog a pet anymore. And then how many companions are you allowed to have? Well, oh, by the way, like, you're, you're a human carer. You're not actually a pet owner. Like, I, I have a shed out the back that I could actually rent out as a one-bedroom apartment, but yet I choose to use it to house my companions. You know what I'm <laughs> Your companions. And, and so I can go out and I can take two of my companions out and I can't walk the five of them together, so I leave the other three companions behind. So I'm cheating on the other three by bringing the other two out. Ah, yeah, you are. You're, how dare you? Yeah. I just, I, I just can't understand why they come out with these stupid things, Noel. It's, it's yeah, well, I, think it, I personally believe it undermines everything. Somebody, by the way, has mentioned there was a dog wedding in Cork a few years ago. Yeah, and they do them over in America as well. Dog weddings. Dog weddings. Two dogs getting married. Two dogs getting married. Two Yorkies, two whatever, getting married. and So, go, so, so some little boy dog is marrying his bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the next thing, by the way. I'm surprised you didn't mention that, that we won't be allowed to use the word bitch anymore because bitch, of course, is a female dog. It's a yeah. proper term. <laughs> but we won't be allowed to use that anymore because it's undermining to women as well. Maybe, I don't know. Well, that has to be taken out of the dictionary now. Oh, yeah, but they basically have said that calling animals pets um, is similar to the treatment of women before feminism. Right, so she heard me out the back, right? I'm trying to feed a dog and another one gets in the way and I say, you little witch. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, she, what would she be like? She'd go crazy on me. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, they, right, whatever they want to do with, with, with their cause and, and their money, let them. But this is just taking the biscuit. It's like taking it to a whole new level where I just don't know what, they, what goes through their mind. Are they smoking too much? When there's markets selling pets that are causing serious, serious diseases to humans, pets, animals should never, ever be on the same terms as a human. I couldn't agree more with you, Peter. Stay there. I have to go to break. Keep texting. The number is 87 You can WhatsApp or text us. Do you see anything wrong with using the word pet to describe your dog or your cat? Best thing to do there, Noel, would be ask 100 dogs and cats, would you prefer to call a companion or would you prefer to call a pet? So ask 100 dogs and cats, what would they be 
prepared to be called and see what answers you get back and whatever answers you get back off the dogs and cats <laughs> run with that what is wrong with people have they nothing better to be doing they're pets they're always pets they always will be pets absolute idiots no f- oh, do you know what I, I, I give up I have to just give up He's getting very frustrated and angry. I don't know about this, guys. I call my pet by his name. I don't call him my pet per se, unless somebody asks me, do I have a pet? I say yes. But uh, I would imagine, I would say that I have a cat and I think that he owns me more than I own him. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, you're 100% right. Cats do own their owners. See, dogs own, owners of dogs own the dogs. But if you have a cat, they own you because there's no loyalty there. The whole world's gone to PC. Like... Pet, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, we would we used to have a dog. Uh, now, yeah, okay, we called it. We we have a dog, and he was part of the family. Loves him to bits, and so did the kids. Um, but I remember going to the zoo. There used to be a pet's corner there. Are we going to call that the companion corner? It it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, and it's not just humans. Animals. I only learned this week as well. Have as in inverted commas pets. Um, a certain type of tarantula apparently has keeps frogs as as a pet or as a companion if you want to call it uh, but I, I don't understand why the world has gone so pc everything is scrutinized and everyone has to apologize for everything in this world today it's unbelievable you're right it's getting ridiculous it's unbelievable you can text us on whatsapp as 87 calling your dog or your cat a pet is you know <laughs> is equal of the treatment of women before feminism and it's just derogatory. They're not a commodity, they're not a decoration and not bought to match your handbag. I'd like to know how she actually feels about animals being used to help the blind and autism and for epileptic people. I'd like to know how she feels about animals being used for that because surely she can't be against that. I'd say she is against that. I should have asked. That's a good question, actually. I should have asked her. But I can probably tell you straight off the back, she would be absolutely against it because Peter don't agree with that. They don't agree with animals being used for any purpose whatsoever apart from being liberated. Let me know what you think. Uh, The number is 087-188-0008. I've often thought about that before on a serious note, by the way. No disrespect to people who are blind and use blind dogs or those with autism that use uh, companion dogs. is what they actually do call them, actually, when, when they use them for autism. Um, I always felt a little bit uneasy about that personally myself. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of these mad campaigners for animal cruelty or anything like that. But, you know, for a dog to spend his whole life, now I'm sure the dog probably is okay with it, to spend his whole life, you know, I suppose, looking after somebody, essentially, being a carer for somebody else. I, you know, I, uncons- they're not consenting to it as such. Or they don't particularly want to, want to do it. They're just, that's what you're doing, that's your life. And then, you know, what happens to them after they you know, outsell their usefulness, so to speak. You know what I mean? Hopefully they get a good home to go to. Uh, but yeah, and you're not allowed to pet them, or you're not, well, I don't know exactly what the rules are, but isn't there rules around, you know, because you'd often go up to somebody who might have a blind dog, as they call them, and you'd say, you know, can I pet the dog? And you're, no, no, you're not really allowed to do that. You're not allowed to show them any, any love. Now, maybe the person who owns them can. I don't know, maybe the exact rules around it. Maybe somebody who owns them can let me know. Yeah, but I'm always a bit uncomfortable about that too, by the way. Let me go to Mark. Mark, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Mark? Hey, now, how are things? Okay, now let's not talk about pets. Let's talk about companions. Do you have any companions? We have indeed, yeah. We have four dogs and two cats. No, you have four companions. You have four six, companions. Six companions. Six companions. They all have their own rules. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of this idea that we're 
It's derogatory to animals and dogs and cats to call them pets. It's completely ludicrous. I mean, if you go and ask a dog which would he prefer to be called, I don't think he's going to answer, is he? <laughs> no, he's you know? not going to answer, It's not no. going to improve people's treatment of the animal either. No, I, mean, I don't think he's offended. If cruel, they'd be cruel, you know? But basically what they're saying is, it's not about, obviously, the dog or the cat being offended by it. They're saying that it's it's language... I suppose that gives us a sense or an attitude about how we treat animals, that we think of animals as something we own. But we do own them, don't we? We, we do own them, yeah. I mean, if you don't feed that dog, he's not going to feed himself. Yes, exactly, because they're so domesticated now that they rely on us to feed them. So of course, yeah. Changing the name of what you call it isn't, isn't going to make him go out and start voting for Sinn Féin or whatever. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I was just to an ad that came on just beforehand. A woman had mice in her hot press. Uh, the woman that was on earlier would probably want them rehomed. <laughs> yeah, 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 rehomed. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder if dogs could vote who they would vote for. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, do we? I mean, do you think the attitude towards pets, you know, dogs and cats? Do you think it's changed? Are we getting better at it? I think we are. Yeah, I, I think the the problem there is a big problem in Ireland with puppy homes, so yeah, puppy, pu- farms. puppy farms. Yes, of course. Um, because we generally try to buy rescue dogs as much as we can. Um, but everywhere you look, if you go onto Google and Gumtree and all these websites, it's people selling dogs that they're breeding themselves. And I've seen some of the, the puppy farms where they'll have a cage with a female in it and she never actually gets out of the cage. No. Spends her entire life in yeah, it. Yeah, breeding, sad. breeding, breeding, breeding. Yeah. Um, and Pete, it's kind of coming at proper dog lovers and asking them to change. But that's what I said. That's what I said to her. I, you know, no, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff Pete has come out with over the years has been nuts, right? But but I did say to her, like, the good work that you actually do, I said, you're not undermining all that with the nuttiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the madness that they come out with every now and again kind of undermines the good stuff that's done. I think it's just an easy target, you know? If, if you come as pet owners, you know, it's a very easy thing to attack them because you know, most of them are anyway, but like, if they want to make a change, they should bring out, try and get some kind of law against puppy farming. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, getting someone to change from a pet to a companion isn't going to affect those type of people. Well, Ireland is, I think, the puppy farm capital of Europe, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, they export most of it. Well, it is because we're a good base, I suppose, for, you know, to be sent abroad. I mean, we've seen it on many occasions, people bringing them in the backs of trucks and vans uh, through the port here in Dublin. Stay there for a second. Let me go as well to John, if I can. John, you're on Classic Hits. John, have you any companions? I do. I have two, uh, two Labrador Companions. Yes. <laughs> right, okay. And uh, do you think they're offended if you call them a pet? Would, would they be offended now if I call them pets? Well, I tell you now, the only time they'd be offended is if I didn't call them for their dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, other than that, I can call them anything at all, and it doesn't bother them in the least. So what do you think of all this kind of new language that they want us to tweak the language and talk about our animals, you know, in a better and more kinder way? I think it's absolutely nonsensical, because, like, even though you run about there, they were saying about liberating the dogs and everything... I can give you a perfect example of how that's even ludicrous. Like, remember I had Kenko there and... Oh, he died, he, yeah, he died. He did, he yeah. did, and... But going back about... Oh, how are you, John? Sorry, we haven't spoken since nearly last year because I remember Kenko died just after... Was it New Year's Day, wasn't it? It was. You're, yeah, yeah. You're right, it was January 1st last Yeah, and Jeepers, you were fierce obsessed when you came on the radio oh, telling us about geez. it. Are, are you okay now? Extremely. I, yeah, well, look, I, I'll always remember him fondly, but we got a new pup in... Um, in the summer there last year, so 
Toby now was about eight or nine months, so he's flying away now at the moment. But no, it's still a first regard for the, the all the dogs I had. But when I had Kenko, about six years ago, he needed to get ten teeth out. Mm. Right? And, like, if you go back, I don't know, maybe even ten, twenty years ago, dogs getting teeth out, it just wasn't, it wasn't really the thing. But, like, and that is huge money to get a lot of teeth out in any dog. And, yeah. like... Why would you do that if you didn't love the dog? Well, that's what I'm saying. We spend, that's what I said to her. We, uh, compared to, say, 20 or 30 years ago, we spend more money now on vets we and do. stuff like that. We actually care more about our animals. We don't, we don't just lash them down to the local you know, guy to, to, to put them down when there's something wrong with them anymore. We do try to fix them, you know what I mean? We do, and we work harder to well, do that as well. programs for them and everything. Now it is. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And somebody's that's given, what I mean. You know, by the like, way, but what, what's your thoughts? Both of you, I, on a very serious note, but like, somebody says, Boylan now has a problem with employed dogs and unemployed humans. Uh, why shouldn't our dogs work like the rest of us? So, it, working dogs, right? Um, you know, I don't know, drug dogs, sniffer dogs, dogs for the blind, dogs for people who have autism. Uh, what, what's your opinion, lads, on, on those kind of dogs? I, I, from what I've seen with working dogs, and I have seen a lot of them, and I've seen dogs working, would say, with drugs and everything, and the blind dogs, their aim is to please. Their aim is to please the human but they, being. And yeah, I, but they, I, but I they don't, don't, they don't have much choice, really, do they? No, they don't, but they're, they're the kind of they enjoy for it that well. role. Do they? But this is, well, we don't really some kind of know whether they do enjoy it or not. I've often, I don't know, I'm, I, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm wrong, and I could be completely wrong. The problem is the dogs that don't make it. Yeah, um, but that's it, yeah, the ones, and they have to be rehomed. Take but, the pack in, and maybe yeah. two out of the pack will make it, and mm. the other rest have to be rehomed. So they're trained. You can actually buy them. Um, the, the dogs that don't, they go through about five or six different phases of training, and if they don't pass the last level of training, then they have to sell them on, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, um, but, but, but just say there, because I want to go to Sinead as well, just before it wraps up. Sinead, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Um, what, oh, in relation, you want to talk about the guide dogs? Well, my aunt has, she's fostered the dogs when they're little puppies before they go into their training. Right, okay. So how many, how many would go into training and how many make the cut, so to speak? Do you know? I'm, I'm not really too sure of that. Now, I know there's one dog that came over, the first dog she got came over from America and didn't make the cut for the training. Right. But was actually used for pups. Right, okay, okay. So her pups are actually all in training now. Right. So she had a litter of seven and they're all... In training. Right. So when they have their vests on, they're working. You can't... You don't allow pet them or anything like that. You're not allowed pet them. Love you're not, allowed, n- not when they're working. But when they're not working, they get to play a lot. So when they, they, go, when they go home with the owner, can the owner then, uh, and the owner's grandkids or kids or whatever, can they play with them? Yeah. It's it's encouraged. Right. Okay. Because I, I didn't I didn't know. I'm 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 kind of I, I was hoping that they wouldn't be just working dogs all their life. You know what I mean? No. No. They are they are treated as part of the family. They are treated as one of. Okay. Okay. Well, that's like clarified. That they're they're a massive benefit to any family that does have them. Be it for autism or be it for blind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just when they're Oh, working. I mean, dogs are amazing. Don't be wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I was watching a doc, great documentary the other night and it was all about dogs. They're using dogs now to sniff out cancer. That dogs are better than the best detection systems that we have in hospitals at actually sniffing out. They can actually sense cancer before, you know, we can even detect it. it it's amazing the things that come up. With, like My dog now, the last few days, has been very, very attached to my husband. Right. And we put it down to the fact that my husband's actually going away for a while. 
He's oh, to go right, away okay. for a few weeks. Yeah, okay. And the dog is sensing that he's sad. He's he's to go away because his mother is sick. Oh, they've they've amazing there, sense. Yeah. Yes, they, they do. So he's sensed that he's sad. So he's come over and he's 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 helping my husband relax to deal with it. Yeah, to deal with us, and it's calming everybody in the house as well. So it's just, and he's not trained. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 wa- I watched the, I watched it, and this documentary they had little pizza dishes, and they are a petri dishes, sorry, and in the petri dishes they had like one cancer cell, and they'd put it in a room, and the dog would fly over, and he'd know exactly which one it was. They can actually smell it, which is just yeah. incredible. Well, listen, thank you, Shane. I've run out of time. Listen, Shane, thank you very much indeed for sharing that with us. All right, I'm glad to hear that. By the way, the dogs have a good time when they're not actually working. Uh, thanks to everybody else who got involved in that conversation. Just one or two uh, audio messages here too before we go off on to the next topic because it's always good to hear your opinions as well we like to hear your opinion Niall I can't call my dog my pet but it's okay for me to call my wife my pet do you, do you but as long as she thinks it's okay you know I mean if she doesn't think it's okay well then maybe it's not I don't know that's entirely up to your missus Hi Niall um, never mind um, we us calling animals pets I'm sick of them pets calling us humans oh my god I can't believe it Thanks, Niall. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Yeah, after you're right. Up. You're right. The bloody cheek of them. How dare them call us owners and humans. Hi, Niall. I'm just listening to um, what I feel like um, is the Twilight Zone. I feel like I've entered the Twilight Zone with all this um, talk about companions instead of pets. I mean, sorry, if we go down this rabbit hole, we're never going to get out of it. Like, um, what are we going to do? Change all the pet names. The pet stores are going to be companion stores. Like, what? Is this woman serious? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like I'm. I, I. I feel like I've stepped into the twilight zone. Is this Ireland 2020? Is it? Is how modern we've become? Don't really want to part. <laughs> You're a hoot. You'd be great on a Saturday night out. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.